Greetings, Milksters. This is Mini Milk 0.2, a special little show that we've gathered together to keep you going uh, between the gap of last week's show and next week's Halloween special. The Mini Milk, of course, is a little bit more of a relaxed affair. It's when we get together with one of the friends of the show, and uh, this time round, last time obviously it was Dino Peppers, this time round we uh, get together with a professional wrestler extraordinaire and self-confessed geek, uh, Andrew Judas Carter. Uh, last time, rather, uh, we uh, did uh, Vino with Dino. This time, join us as me and Boulamont get smarter with Carter. You wanna milk it and you know. Welcome to the Milking It podcast. It's another mini milk. It's the podcast that tugs the teat of popular culture until it explodes all over your face. And hmm, what's this boo? You've let someone else in the bed. Yes, warn the villagers because we have a monster of a guest joining us for this week's mini milk. A man who doesn't need an introduction. <laughs> so you didn't gonna, give him one. <laughs> but he's going to get one anyway. Excellent. So let me set the scene for you. I've been... Oh, I, I, in my life, I did a bit of the old wrestling. Uh, I didn't make big waves when it came to my career there was a man who's been with me through thick and thin this man has gone on to become a british heavyweight champion and he is a great friend of mine ladies and gentlemen he's not just the monster judas he is andrew carter ladies and gentlemen hi hi (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the milking it podcast it's uh... It's becoming Perfect. it's becoming more difficult to uh, persuade Boo to have threesomes, but I'm uh, very glad that you're involved this <laughs> evening. Um, so th- the main reason that we've come together to do this mini-milk is because we've been a little bit technically cursed, uh, not just by uh, Boo's performance, but uh, generally uh, by uh, things going wrong with my computer. And there's one particular area which we uh, tried to discuss twice now, and uh, things have failed on us. So uh, that was Saturday morning uh, TV. And uh, Andrew, you uh, mentioned or happened to mention on uh, Facebook a couple of things about Ghostbusters, which uh, piqued my interest because I'm a big, real Ghostbusters fan. Uh, so we thought we'd get you on board for this Mini Milk podcast, just so we can finish off that discussion. Uh, and obviously, in your um, in your position as a spokesperson for the wrestling industry worldwide, uh, we'd also uh, <laughs> have a bit of a chit chat about the uh, new uh, wrestling game due next week because there's been some big announcements this week about the season pass, etc. So we'll, we'll have a bit of a chit chat about that later on. And anything else that Boo wants to throw into the mix? We're bound to have an interesting chat. Um, this guy knows easily as much as I do about geek culture. And of course, he's a, a master of the wrestling arts. So uh, it should be an interesting one. Hope so. <laughs> 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 um, so, so we were, we were chit chatting and uh, we we got to the end of discussing about Ghost Train. So, going to, so remember that, kids? It was about two weeks ago. Um, so we were talking about Ghost Train, which was the inherently awful program that was on Saturday mornings uh, with Nobby the Sheep, who um, used to have one earring and a bad leather jacket, bore a lot of a resemblance to Boone Mon. Um And uh, we were talking about the real Ghostbusters at the end, and that's when it cut off. So... Um, Andrew, you mentioned on, on on Facebook, so Real Ghostbusters is a, a big cartoon for you. Yeah, well, Ghostbusters in general is a franchise. Mm. It, it was my childhood. Uh, I obsessed over <laughs> over the films, yeah, and then in turn came to the cartoon to the point that I had uh, eye surgery as a child, and when I came through after the surgery, I refused to open my eyes until my Mum told me Real Ghostbusters was on. <laughs> so the first thing you wanted to see in pixel perfect clarity was the Real Ghostbusters. Yep, <laughs> that is that's a, a new definition of dedication, ladies and gentlemen, right there. No, but j- the other week Judas made a uh, Andrew made a big sweeping statement that hmm. I'm not going to argue with him, especially because it's Judas. But specifically, yeah, because uh, <laughs> he is much bigger than me. Um, you 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 said that for you. Ghostbusters was more important than Star Wars. Definitely. Because for me personally, mm. I miss Star Wars as a kid. I The first Star Wars film that I ever saw was Phantom Menace. Oh, oh you poor bastard. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. I, I was 
just slightly past the age uh, that you need to be to have got into the film, the Star Wars films. I never had any of the Star Wars toys. I had a couple of friends who did, I think, because they had older brothers and stuff. But for me, yeah, Ghostbusters was the thing that we played in the playground. I could probably have quoted the film to you verbatim. Uh, I watch it now, and there's lots of amazing jokes, which I didn't understand when I was younger. I just thought it was fun. Um, But, yeah, for me, I, I absolutely agree. I think for me as well, it was bigger than Star Wars. You see, I was when I was a young kid, I had blonde hair and glasses and all the all the heroes had had black hair. So my brother had black hair. So he could be like, you know, he could be Superman. He could be Han Solo. You could Me, be I, Egon. I, I was literally about to say the only two characters <laughs> I remember playing in our games was I was Luke Skywalker because he was the only blonde, like kind of lead hero. Hmm. And then, of course, I was Egon Spengler, um, <laughs> which is why Egon is still to this day my favourite <laughs> We're gonna. I think now would be a perfect time. Favorite characters for me, Egon, um, as a character, but mm. obviously Doctor Venkman is the heart and excuse me, heart and soul of the Ghostbusters. Definitely, uh, but I also like Ray. Mm. Yeah, fair is. I see. I'm I'm a Lewis Tully guy, guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I even now today. Are you the keymaster? Are you the gatekeeper? Um, <laughs> I, that's the worst come on in, in podcast history. Um, <laughs> for for me, I, I am still sporting the same glasses that he wore and hairstyle that he had. I'm, uh, I'm a untucked shirt and a, a banging against the window with a giant dog chasing me away from being uh, Lewis Tully myself. But uh, yeah, to, to the point where when I went to New York, have I mentioned that on every single podcast? Yes, I have. Yes. Uh, when I went to New York, <laughs> I, I went to um, the the restaurant on the green where they filmed that scene where he gets chased, bangs against the glass and everyone goes quiet and then continues just so i could say that i'd stood in that particular spot <laughs> did you did you run up to the window and just start hammering on it um it, it, in the world of posca yeah yes i did that yes i <laughs> i am that cool that i actually did that <laughs> did you guys know that originally lewis tully was meant to be played by john candy oh thank fuck <clears throat> yeah and um he kept on ad-libbing and like and going like oh i should do this and like he should have a dog and they're going no john the um the, the 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 monster is a dog, so there's no point in him having a dog. And he was like, oh, well, fuck this then. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, Pete Bateman was meant to be um, oh, Blue's brother. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, Belushi. Yes, Belushi. Uh, John Belushi. Yeah, but Who, yeah. Obviously, he died. Yes, so they then based Slimer on John Belushi. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, Winston Zedmore was supposed to be Eddie Murphy. Wow, star of Twins 3, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dave. Look, uh, maybe maybe we should use this time to address that. As always in the Milkman podcast, Boulamont with one of his famous errors. Yeah, there was no there was no Twins 2, so obviously Twins when I said Twins 3, what I meant was uh, triplets. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. But um, I completely agree with Dino, though. It's like we, we barely get well, we, we get a fair bit of comment from people, which is normally really positive. But you don't half get comment as soon as you get something wrong on the Internet. It's a wonderful thing. But I think I got messaged by one guy about the fact that I made a mistake. I think it was like on the third or second episode. And I was like, oh, great. You're enjoying the show. Never heard from him again. I, I wouldn't have minded so much if we weren't trolled by someone who is in the show every week in jail. <laughs> 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 Talk about biting the hand that feeds you. <laughs> uh, Mr. Hodgkin, we appreciate every bit that you put into the Milking It podcast, by the way. Muchas gracias. And in fact, uh, next week, as far as I'm aware, in conjunction to this mini milk, there'll be a uh, background bollocks on Slimer. Absolutely, yeah, background bollocks on Slimer, yes. uh, which I look forward to hearing as part of our Halloween special, which we'll discuss a little later on. So, I'm sure we'll, we will chat more about uh, Ghostbusters as we go on. Oh, this isn't the end of the Ghostbusters chat. Wait till we get talking about the action figures. But let's move on with the kids' TV before we have another technical breakdown. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking we need to buzz through this because this is this is cursed. This is uh, this is the albatross around our necks. Okay, so um, um, after Ghost Train, David. After Ghost Train, Boo, uh, there was a, uh, from 1988 to 1992, Neil Buchanan, as in, it's an artifact. Came back, <laughs> came back. Uh, 
rumours of his demise were greatly exaggerated. Yes. Um, so he came back with a show called Motormouth. Um, so later seasons, uh, you'd see uh, Andy Crane on there, who was also in the broom cupboard uh, on the BBC. Uh, which I'm sure you remember him and um, Bobby the Banana, I think, was his cohort. Um, I, I don't know whether he, I think he did stuff with Ed the Duck, but uh, that will probably come up in Operation U Tree. Damn it! Leave me to the punchlines. Um, so. <laughs> Basically, uh, so late seasons would have Andy Crane. Uh, Gabby Roslin was also on it as well. I don't know if you remember. Pre uh, Big on. Breakfast Roslin. Yeah, well, she she went from that to do the Big Breakfast, which obviously was was um, a little bit different. She was all grown up and sexy, uh, and uh, we'll probably discuss the Big Breakfast, I'm sure, in a in a future episode uh, and zig and zag, etc. Because that's uh, another little discussion which is well worth a, a chit chat about. Plus, the Big Breakfast was what showed the Sam and Max cartoon in the summer holidays. It certainly was. There we go. See, tie into our previous LucasArts conversation. Um, so uh, she left in the September and went on to the Big Breakfast. Uh, they had game shows on there. So again, it was doing that same sort of format that we discussed before, where it was uh, it was cartoons, it was uh, random sort of magazine style show. Uh, Motormouth was the one with the giant mousetrap game, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, indeed, it was. It had a huge version of uh, the the mousetrap, which was all set up with uh, uh, various bits and pieces uh, on that. They showed the real Ghostbusters, so they carried on showing the real Ghostbusters in the morning uh, as part of Motormouth. But they also showed She-Ra, um, which again we discussed when we were talking about uh, He-Man. Andrew, a He-Man fan or not? Yes. Uh, yeah, I was a huge He-Man fan uh, <laughs> to the point when um, my family went on holiday in uh, Wales, they took a photo of me in my uh, red underwear doing a He-Man pose. <laughs> That now cannot sadly be put online. Because <laughs> this image is this monster wrestler now. That's um, Dave, I just sorry, I've just got to bring up something. Dave, a few weeks ago you were telling me, and I don't think it made it onto the podcast, and I just loved it so much I wanted to mention it. Mm. Did you have your Eternian He-Man membership name? Oh, yes, I did. Um, I don't think it did make it onto the podcast. I can't remember whether it did or not. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was part of the He-Man Masters of the Universe fan club. Uh, and my... Um, my oh, I'm trying to think now. I'm sure I mentioned it. I think it was it's Davith was my... Uh, was Ooh, my Davith! Yes, which later would... And it ties in with the Wales connection, I suppose. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I was not sort of off the rock in my red pants. Uh, but uh, yeah, and you've got, you got a big glow-in-the-dark mm-hmm. sticker of um, Eternia, uh, the, the planet. Didn't have any detail. It was just a in planet, um, which you could stick on the side. You've got a, a little thing saying that you were Davith Dengar or whatever the fuck my uh, name was given on there. And uh, that was about it. It was one of the worst fan clubs I think you could be found, uh, like a fan of certainly was wasn't up there with the beano fan club which i was also a member of you know who fears davith dengar don't you no moss man <laughs> moss man and his moss man fine <laughs> fresh body <laughs> excellent uh but yes yeah, so she was on there uh obviously she as we discussed um was the the cartoon that was brought up mainly uh, because they realised that uh, He-Man wasn't appealing to uh, ki- uh, the female persuasion, shall we say. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, they decided to do that. I'm, I'm trying to think, actually. I'm sure I put something. I don't remember. I, I put it on the uh, the Facebook page for, for milking it. But uh, talking about She-Ra and indeed a lot of Saturday morning cartoons, uh, Lou Schreimer died. Uh, yes. Week. I was going to mention this on uh, the main epi- on the main show, but um, while we are here and together, it is worth mentioning that unfortunately the the guy behind Filmation, which made so many of the the most you know most iconic childhood uh, animated shows, had uh, unfortunately and, passed away and last week. Oh, and Brave Star, which Dave for some reason just doesn't. It's the fucking Wild West in space. What more do you want? It, it, it's, mm, it's brave star. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's let's just not forget he was also uh, the voice of a new, uh, numerous characters to, throughout his, his career. Uh, he used to lend his, his ta- vocal talents as well as his producing talents. And um, one of your favourite He-Man characters, I know, Boo, uh, Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Fisto. Um... <sighs> they don't like it up them as they used to. <laughs> Um, well, they don't, do they? No, um, apparently not. Uh, so, yeah, Real Ghostbusters was on there. She-Ra was on there. Uh, we, we will get into Lucia a, a bit more in the main podcast, but I uh, just thought I'd mention that now. And there was also a, um, uh, a very 90s 
kind of phenomenon uh, was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was not shown on Motormouth. On Motormouth, they had a cartoon which had nothing to do, I promise, swear down, as the kids say now, um, to do with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was the Samurai Pizza Cats. Can't beat Samurai Pizza Cats. Who are you going to call when you need some pepperoni? I genuinely, I, I saw it when I was doing the research for this. I saw it. I, I really have blanked that from my memory. I cannot remember what in the right. world the Samurai, Samurai Pizza Cat. I understand. Better I theme was that it was basically for those that don't know, for for the listeners, Samurai Pizza Cats was like a perfect parody, and that is literally what it was—a parody of the Teenage Mutant Hero in the UK slash Ninja everywhere else, mm-hmm. the Turtles. Um, and it, yeah, it was genuinely, it was an out-and-out comedy, more so than like the Turtles 90 animated series, which was kind of tongue-in-cheek and, you know, for the kids, whereas Samurai Pizza Cats came across as a lot more, um, as, a, as a more rounded comedy than, than like an adventure TV show. But I, I remember liking it. Really? I don't, I, yeah, again, I'll, I'll have to look it up. I'll try and YouTube it and, uh, and see exactly what it was all about. But I, uh, So you, you would say it's definitely, it would hold up now, or do you think it was a very 90s thing? No, I mean, it was of the time because the turtles was the big fad. It was taking, you know, the piss out of the big fad. There was actually a turtle in it who was incredibly slow and uh, un- and uh, untrained in the in the martial arts in the show, who was obviously meant to be a, a May parody of the other turtles. So it really, really did go for the for the jugular in terms of parody. I mean, just look at the name. Well, yes, I worked that one out. Yeah, um, so Motormouth came to an end uh, in 1992. So 1992 was uh, big for two things. It was... Um, uh, I was 12 and uh, Batman Returns came out. So when Batman Returns came out, uh, Warner Brothers got together and decided that everything needs to go bat shaped. So they had had in development Paul Dini's absolutely wonderful magical series, which I've discussed many times and get very excited about. We love uh, the Batman animated series. The Batman right animated here on the Milking It podcast. It's absolutely. Just... No. So, so what they did is uh, ITV signed a deal with Warner Brothers in '92, which killed off Motormouth and spawned a Warner Brothers uh, st- actual, it's like proper Saturday morning TV show. And that TV show, uh, I don't. Do you guys remember Warner Brothers stores being around in the UK? Do you remember the one in Lakeside Thurrock in the UK? There was a big Warner Brothers store, and that it had, um, of course, I remember the Warner Brothers store because it was the only place I could get my Animaniacs merchandise. One and two, they had like actual Gremlins from the movie in the store, like they had memorabilia around the store. Mm. But yeah, I love the Warner Brothers store back in the old days. I mean, with with, uh, with Warner Brothers in the nineties as well, you had Space Jam, and I was just getting into all of that as well. So yeah, pl- plenty plenty of memories for the Warner Brothers stores. Andrew, did you ever go to a, one of the? Do you remember any of the Warner Brothers stores? No, I don't remember the. <laughs> hence, I, I stayed no, a bit no, quiet there. No, no, that's fair enough, man. I uh, thought I'd ask. <laughs> no, it was the time. I mean, obviously, there's, there's none around nowadays. Um, I do remember going into one uh, in Las Vegas, though, uh, which was uh, particularly uh, interesting because it had the costumes for Batman Forever in the window. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention that. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, basically, so 1992 in the UK. We're just bring us back to that. Warner Brothers decided to step in, did a deal with ITV, and created a TV show which uh, I still remember as being one of my favourite Saturday morning TV shows of all time, which was called What's Up What's Doc? Up Doc? Yep. So it, it ran from 92 to 95. Uh, same time as I say, we had all the Warner Brothers stores, so the Warner Brothers was this big juggernaut trying to get into... Uh, into that field and it was this mix of comedy cartoons the usual saturday morning shtick but uh they brought andy crane over from motormouth uh yvette fielding uh, who would later go on to run around in the dark and night vision and pretend to be scared by things that don't, don't exist don't mention ghost watch yet for the the milks have a real <laughs> treat coming up for the halloween episode because i am a huge fan of ghost watch i watch it about twice a year um, I've read the book, sequ- the, the sequel, which is in book form, and I know the entire backstory. I will go into it um, next week, definitely. But um, yes, she was in that. Excellent. Look forward to that. So yeah, so Yvette Field. What am I talking about? Before we go on, Dave, I just made a huge error. You're talking about Ghost. Ah, uh, it's not called Ghost Watch, is it? It was. You're talking about the thing on Living. <laughs> Have we just witnessed a live Boulevard? <laughs> it was Sarah Green. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> 
Uh, see, so, uh, Andy Crane uh, had a vet fielding who would uh, like to go on to be uh, be scared and running around in the dark and uh, with famous uh, with famous paranormalist Derek Akora. There we um, go. Yes, and his adventures into the spirit world, <laughs> uh, which is always a big yeah. Great impression. Before he was, of course, exposed as an uh, utter faking cunt. So there we go. <laughs> um, and, and also, uh, Mr. Mullet himself, fresh off the funhouse, Pat Sharp, uh, coming in in the morning, uh, doing his thing, uh, which is always really, really awful. Um, the good you'd, be t- you'd be tired if you just spent a night with twins. Or triplets, depending on uh, twins too. Or and Eddie, what the twins and Eddie Murphy. That's <laughs> how it works. Uh, so yes, that's a bad So there were lots of very very weird characters in it. It was a, um, a sort of nerdy guy who looked a bit like I do now, uh, called Simon Perry. Um, there was a, a, a guy who was entirely cardboard boxes called Billy Box. Um, there was a worm called Pasty. There was a tortoise called Naughty Torty. Um, there was the wolves, in fact. Uh, that was the main thing that most people remember from What's Up Doc was the two wolves, Bro and Bro. Who would... How do I not remember Billy Box? It sounds like the worst wrestling gimmick of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I am Billy Box. Um the, um, so yeah, Bro and Bro got their own series um, on ITV. Uh, so they they then went on to go and do uh, live and kicking. I think and they sort of uh, fled ship, jumped ship. Should I say not Raiders. Yeah, and went and became the uh, the Leprechauns on uh, Live and Kicking or whatever the show was on, on BBC. Um, but there was also a character which is I've got to mention because it is the, one of the most bizarre Saturday morning things. I don't know whether either of you guys remember this, but he was called Gaston, right? Now, Gaston spoke with a French accent, a very thick comedy French accent. He was obviously a frog. And he was in a wheelchair as he had no legs. He, he, he had no legs. He had bandaged stumps. It is possibly the darkest joke anyone has ever done on Saturday the morning Colonel TV. Dan, the Colonel Dan of Saturday morning TV. We got no legs right now. Got yes. no legs. Mm. <laughs> mm. completely so that that was the kind of thing that then ended up getting them in trouble and Warner Brothers got cold feet and that is where we end finally a Saturday morning television conversation just before we get off of the Warner Brothers and what's up dog yeah I think I know it's a, as it's a special occasion Dave Andy did you watch the Batman animated series yes who hey! didn't? Who didn't? there you go so you were a fan of that as well. Yeah. Any particular standout moments or characters? Even. Oh, I, I always loved the episodes with the Joker in it, but <laughs> I can't actually think of a standout one. No, no. But the top of my I think head they right were now. saying that the Joker episodes there weren't actually that many. Um, in the animated series no i think we were, we were talking about uh i don't know if it was oh god i get confused whether it was off air or on air uh but we were talking about uh mark hamill and the number of things he'd done i think he'd only done uh sort of 15 episodes out of the 126 that they did overall so mm. th- there weren't as many but when he did them they were really really good episodes no, they were, and I mean, obviously, we probably mention it every week on the Milk and It podcast, but how good is Batman the Animated Series from the 90s? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'd, I'd quite happily watch that. Uh, I'd I mean, take that over most things. And as we're, as we're st- you know, we'll stay with the cartoons for the time being. While we are talking Batman, um, I was recently introduced by uh, by a- another wrestler that Andy and I know by the name of, uh, let's, let's just call him Milky. Uh, he, introduced, <laughs> he introduced me um, to Batman Beyond. I think it was called Batman of the Future over mm. here. Yeah. yeah, I had never seen this show before, and um, because I, I I kind of just looked at it, I was like, nah, not sold on mm-hmm. even the look or the sound of it. What a great, like another really great show, and like definitely in the same vein as the original animated series, because I think it was the one that came after it. It was, yeah. I mean, you you still had uh, Kevin Conroy playing Bruce Wayne, uh, but as a, a much older Bruce Wayne, and I I'm I'm the biggest Batman fan I know, and I only started watching that literally about a week before we began recording the milking it podcast it was one of the things on netflix and i, I you know I, I like you i'd always avoided watching batman beyond because i thought do you know what? i don't like the look of it and it's oh, that's not the batman i know and everything else but I, I really enjoyed it it was absolutely brilliant 
yeah, no, and I'm glad. I kind of it's a shame I didn't discover it earlier, but it kind of led me to make sure I had the Batman Beyond skin for Arkham City, which will lead nicely onto a, a release coming coming soon, which we're not going to talk about on tonight on the Mini Milk because I know Dave has got a lot to talk about um, the new Batman game. Yeah, I mean, well, as we as we're recording now, it's uh, it's a Wednesday night, and in two days' time, it's time to spend some time in Gotham City. So I have a, a very large black cat in my face at the moment, so it's quite difficult for me to speak. But uh... <laughs> David, it's been a long time since I heard you had pussy in your face Aye, my, mom, <laughs> my mother would be so proud um no if this she's is listening uh, in there she's a saint yes thank you um <laughs> sorry interrupted by luna the official pod cat um thank you darling if you can get off the side then i can continue my, my <laughs> professional <laughs> she's finally made her milking appearance that was her that was first uh, her first luna running was... um, a judas running and a luna running on the same show as a, as... this has got more run-ins it's, who's booking this shit vince russo or... <laughs> um... no there's no polls <laughs> there will be <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, if you want to uh, get get hold of the Milking It app, you can vote for which run-in you like the best. <laughs> um, I want to just stick with. I know we're going to talk about mm-hmm. this. But we're not going. We're not going to have to do this online. Judas, did you play Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, or either? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. How, we, we're all big fans of Arkham City. Um, I mean, are you going to be getting Arkham Origins? Um, I want to, but. It's all depend on finances. Indeed, as it always is with games, unfortunately. Um, but oh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, did you finish Arkham City? Uh, yes. 100 percent of it? No. Get on it. Get that <laughs> Calendar Man achievement. It's uh, it's definitely worth watching. I think I cheated to get that one. Yeah, we don't worry. We, me and Dave <laughs> discussed this. We we both did as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. You're, you're in good company. But no, that was um. But yes, that was that, that was kids shows, and um. Hopefully, uh, as long as uh, the technics have all worked out, we'll actually have been able to put that out for you to enjoy. Absolutely. Um, as Boo said, uh, or alluded to a moment ago, yeah, obviously uh, Batman Arkham Origins launches this week, so uh, there'll be a full review uh, next week as part of our Halloween special. I'll manage to crowbar that in somehow. Uh, but uh, yes, we'll definitely, definitely be talking about that, uh, which is, uh, of course one of the big releases uh, for the year and kind of kicks off the sort of run of big releases from now until Christmas in terms of uh, if you are a gamer or a keen gamer. And uh, I believe Boo will also be talking next week about the, uh, what looks to be incredible Lego Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Cannot wait. The demo went live the other way. Andy, did you get to play the demo? Uh, not yet. No, but I, that's another one of the games that I really want to play. Um, it's fantastic. Today, uh, um, contributor to the Milking It podcast, Jay Hodgkin, and I uh, briefly on his Facebook page mm. uh, were chatting about the fact that you can play as Howard the Duck, uh, <laughs> which is which is awesome. Um, There's also a, a great trailer knocking around on YouTube of um, the Stan Lee reveal. Uh, Stan Lee's in it as a playable character as well, which would be quite the cool. The first thing I noticed about the demo, not to spoil it for anyone, it's not really a spoiler, but... Um, on my second playthrough, I noticed that at the bottom right of the screen, there's usually an icon for when it's loading. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it took me a little. I was like, "What is that? An icon of?" And I looked closely. The icon is Stanley himself, Excelsior. Ah, oh, fabulous! So, yeah, yes. I mean, even as as a, as a non-Marvel fan, as I believe I've been quoted as uh, saying in previous episodes, um, I'm genuinely excited. There's there's more characters. It looks along the same vein as uh, Lego Batman Two, which is without a doubt one of the best, well, if not the best Lego game that they've done so far. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, but I'm such a huge Star Wars fan that the complete trilogy for me was um, the complete saga, even which was uh, all the episodes of Lego Star Wars put together was still for me the ultimate package, maybe of the last generation, I suppose. Mm. Um, but while we're talking uh, new releases and upcoming Christmas games, Dave, and while yes. we have a, uh, a master of the wrestling arts, I want to th- have a quick chat about WWE 2K14. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, lots of lots of tasty tidbits of news have come out this weekend. Yeah, there's been lots of bits and pieces. I mean, I, I've kind of I tried to keep away from finding out too much about it because I went every year. I just overindulge in finding every little aspect on the the latest WWE game, and it always spoils it by the time it comes out. But then this year, I've got a reason because I'm doing a podcast every week, so I need to <laughs> I need to try and uh, find out what's going on. But um, yeah, it's it's been interesting, and and, and I put it up on our, our Facebook uh, that's forward slash uh, milking it. Um, 
that last obviously in the last episode i had a bit of a, a discussion slash rant about dlc uh, unlocking things which should be in the game in the first place and to be fair they've done exactly the same with this but it does seem really good and it's kind of convinced me that i do need to get this game uh just from their announcement of the season pass and, and what the uh, the dlc is going to be but it, it does i think kind of smack of things that should have been in the actual game it's itself like it does because in smackdown 2 on the ps1 um <laughs> It had like practically the entire roster, and there were, and of course there was a couple of unlockables which you had to unlock by playing the, the career mode. Yeah. But there was everyone from like the you know from your Scotty Two Hotties to your Triple H's, from your Tazzes to your Kurt Angles, like it had from the top to the bottom, like everybody, every division, like and 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 now people they want people to pay for the for the pleasure of playing as fucking Fandango. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, Fandango. <laughs> Uh, let's not uh, let's not lead our horse to market. Let us um, go through what your fifteen ninety nine will buy you. This is on top of the thirty seven ninety nine or whatever you end up paying for the actual game. Or if, like me, you've been duped into pre-ordering the uh, Undertaker exclusive, which is going to be about sixty quid just for a signed autograph. Um, so, uh, oh, oh, sorry, no, not just a signed autograph. I do also get to uh, play as the uh, exclusive American badass version of the Undertaker, which oh, I think oh, we'll yeah, all agree with. Sh- <laughs> everyone's favourite bit of the like, fuck <laughs> off. Sorry, but that was the, the least interesting Undertaker character. Oh, what? No, yeah. it was. I'm sorry, but for me, um, I think when he first came back, and it was like like the cowboy. Do you know when he had like the cowboy hat kind of thing? that undertaker mm. like the mix of badass and um when he kind of first came back to the dark side after that and people have wanted it for years i so thought that was WrestleMania awesome. 20 time about then yeah. yeah that makes sense that makes sense 10 years ago lovely um just before you tell us what's on the dlc and yes. do you do you still buy the smackdowns as hey. <laughs> Yeah, I've as, as Boo <laughs> continues to call them, despite the fact they haven't been called SmackDown for about four years. Do you remember the SmackDown, David? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember they used to call it the SmackDown? They'll just bring it to the know your roles. Sorry, Andrew, you were saying sorry. Well, yeah, I've been duped in pre-ordering the Undertaker uh, <laughs> <laughs> as well. Of course, we'll be there I'm day s- one, Boo. Where will you be? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing the last call and riding my motorcycle to the ring. Where will you be? Hmm? Nowhere. That's where. I'll I'll be I'll be alone like Virgil. Uh, <laughs> Yes, indeed. Uh, but no, are you a fan of the series, Andrew? Or are you, uh, I I am, but I, my pinnacle uh, WWE game was uh, No Mercy for the N64. Of course it was, because that is still to this day the greatest wrestling game ever put out on a console. Mm. And no one argues about that. Nobody, If somebody's played No Mercy... They're like, yep, that's the best wrestling game of all time, regardless. I know we were talking about Japanese wrestling games with Dino uh, on the last Mini Milk, uh, particularly Giant Graham on the Dreamcast, which not a lot of people have got to play. Um, Because No Mercy had a massive release on the N64, that's like a game that most people who are interested in video games, they'll get that reference. Did I I tell you my uh, No Mercy story about getting hold of that when I was at uni? No, I can't, I, I, I can't remember whether I told you. you know, I, just to, to show you what kind of level of ridiculous geek I am, um, there was quite a large delay between the American release and the European release of No Mercy on the N64. Mm. So I, I ended up buying an import cartridge. Jesus Christ, Dave. I remember yeah. the import cartridges were a lot of money back then. Go on, shock me. How much did you pay? Well, for the import cartridge and the converter, I, for no mercy on the N64, <laughs> which is probably worth about threepence now, um, I paid £107. <laughs> it's all about that seven at the end, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the postage. <laughs> Yeah, that did seems a version, bit mental now. <laughs> did your version have blood? Uh, yes, it certainly did. Um, but it also, <laughs> because it was an import cartridge and um, my TV at the time wasn't particularly brilliant, it had it had a ridiculous NTSC ghosting effect on it. So the, the reds on everything were slightly moved to the left. So it was like playing the worst game ever it was it was brilliant but it just didn't look quite right but i will never forget that diggity diggity dog from the uh, 
<laughs> from the uh, um, entrance. Uh, uh, sorry, the uh, uh, GUI music. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's my story. Not very interesting, but uh, yeah, nonetheless, no, no, 107 pounds. I, I, I um I somehow ended up with um, a version of the pre. Um, repair version just in the uk we got our version the european version and the version that we had had blood in it well there was an issue with the saving on the cartridge so they were all recalled and when they were sent back out with the save function repaired they'd remove the blood Hmm. so when you bust someone they kind of put their hand on their head look at it look at their hand and then like drop like they fainted like when they had been busted open in the game but of course there's no blood well, I managed to end up with a version that hadn't been recalled. So although you couldn't say fuck all, you could see blood. So I then had to get another version so I could do creator character. Um, again, I, these kind of just got moved into the flat. I can't remember if I, if I paid anything for them. But um, like I actually had two versions on the go. One for if we were feeling bloody and just wanted to use the regular characters. And then the other cartridge if we actually wanted to like play as guys from ECW, like Jerry Lynn, Super Crazy, and people like that that weren't actually on the game. See, this is the thing: is I've had conversations <coughs> with people this week about um, the pricing of the new the new consoles and in terms of they're going to be charging between fifty to sixty pound a game, and people being like, "Oh, that's ridiculous! That's absolutely ridiculous!" I thought, I, "No, do you know what? I remember paying fifty quid a game for N sixty four games easily." Andy, what's the most expensive game you've ever bought? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> any, any particular like any special editions or anything you paid like over a hundred for, or are you not in that? You don't. I don't think. Like <laughs> I don't think I ever went to that extreme. I, I, yeah, I did. I get. I think it's probably about sixty. I think I paid sixty for the Batman, the the Arkham Asylum, which came with the Batarang that everyone was like, oh, yeah. it's going to be really cool, and then you got it out of the box, and it's just and it's like, awful. I can actually see it right now from where I'm sitting recording. <laughs> so can I. Plastic <laughs> on a shitty bit of grey plastic, but the shitty bit of black plastic is shaped like a Batarang. So <laughs> yeah, I used to have that one. I traded it in because it was just taking up space. Yeah. Oh, the game went long ago. Sadly, I'm definitely a trader, but I, but I kept the batarang and the uh, and the little instruction booklet because it was like specifically for that one. But but yes, good memories. Dave, what's is that? Is 107 the most you've ever paid for a game? Yes, it certainly is, and I would I would and never ever that. ever pay. But although to be fair, I probably paid close to that because I only bought my uh, my N64 because of WCW. Um, versus NWO. Versus NWO, yeah. So that was the, that would have probably worked out about the same sort of price. So <laughs> if we count a console in a game, then yeah, I'm just an idiot when it comes to wrestling games. Um, so talking of which, uh, oh, yes. I, I will we talking about a wrestling game, weren't we? So not only am I going to be paying out for the uh, special all singing, all dancing, everyone's favourite American badass edition of uh, the WWE 2K14. They've also announced this week that if you want to pay an extra 15.99, you can get some stuff which probably should have been in the game to start with. Um, on day one, you can purchase this fabulous season pass. And I'm just going to run through it and I'm going to see if you guys think these characters should be in, shouldn't be in. If there's anyone you think should have been better deserving to go in there, just feel free to chip in and, and just let me know what you think. I'm, I'm approaching this, as you can tell by a slight sneer in my voice, uh, as a slightly sarcastic way of, uh, I don't think they should. You sarcastic, baby. I know. <laughs> Would you, Adam and Eve it? Um, so on on day one, you can purchase the um, the season pass. As I say, it's fifteen ninety nine in the UK. Um, it's basically it contains an accelerator, which is the thing they've done uh, for the past couple of years, where it allows you to not only unlock everything, so you don't have to go through all the modes to to get the various arenas or the legends, the divas, and the alternative attires and all that kind of stuff. So what what do you guys think about that as an option? Because I I'll tell you where I stand personally. I think I've done it two, twice now, two years running. I've bought that accelerator just to unlock everything. And twice that's killed the career mode for me. I was about to say, Dave, one, I'm massively disappointed that you do that. And two, of course, I'm dead against. That is literally the whole point. For me, I went through the story mode to unlock stuff. I didn't. I, sometimes the stories were okay. A lot of the time it was based on um, actual events pre, from previous you know, um, from from the year previous is actual wrestling storylines for the TV. The idea of an accelerator is basically 
uh, it, it's just completed the game for you. So no, I'm I'm dead against the fact that they've even put that there to be paid for. Andrew, <clears throat> uh, personally, I get it all the time because I want all everything from you guys. the start. <laughs> no, I agree. I've just, I think that for me, there's nothing worse than starting the game up and half of the characters are all locked. You can't get that, that the attire that you wanted. You know, I can't. Why can't I do mankind's brown okay. attire? <laughs> if, if I was playing exclusively multiplayer, and I mean like with two people in the same room, hmm. like online multiplayer is fine. But if I if if I had someone coming around specifically because they were going to be playing this game with me against me for hours, then in that situation, then I'm, I would consider buying the accelerator just so we've got everyone to play with. As a personal note, if it was just me on my own and I was just making my way through the game, I would think that an accelerator would be pretty pointless. Because as you said, it kind of kills the career mode. Yeah, completely. Okay, so but you can get that day one should you choose. Um, you can also uh, pre-order the season pack, which um, will give you everything for that fifteen ninety nine. But if you pre-order the season pack, if you did it last year, you got a uh, DDP. Um, I don't know if it was DDP and Gold Dust or just DDP, but it was um, you got some exclusive characters um, for doing that for for downloading that that season pass. This year's exclusive characters are arguably two of the characters that I'm actually most excited about playing as, um, and that's the Outsiders version of Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Scott Hall not been in a WWE game for a long time, obviously due to various personal issues. So uh, are they coming in as their WCW gimmicks? Well, basically, they're they're already in the game as Razor Ramon and Diesel. Um, As downloadable content, they are available as their WCW Outsiders Red and Black gimmicks, which looks quite cool. I mean, for me, I think that's that's quite a cool little bonus. That would make me think, right, I'm not going to buy these packs individually. I am going to get the season pass. I don't know about you guys. Uh, Yeah, for me, it's because I want all the characters that I would. But... I don't like the fact that now they're doing different costumes as separate characters. It used to be you just changed the character's costume. Yeah, you'd have like costume A, B or C and then you'd pick that one and you'd go out as it. Yeah. No, I remember. Now they just seem to be filling up uh, roster spots that could have been used for a different character. Totally. Could have been used for some NXT guys, could have been used for... A couple more legends. I totally. I'm I'm with that Andy on this one. Yeah, I know. I, I I totally agree. I think last year they proved they could do it. They had um, uh, Farouk and Bradshaw in the game last year, and you could switch between their acolyte costume and their APA costume, and that that switched between their entrance musics and their entrance like stances and everything. And so it was, it was clear that you could do two separate characters in the same thing and their, their music would change everything else. There was no reason to have four triple H's in last year's. There's no reason why we've got three undertakers in this year's plus the additional one, obviously if you download it. Uh, Yeah. It does seem to be just packing out the roster instead of actually putting other characters in there. Um, the, the first official pack comes out towards the end of November, uh, which is the NWO pack. So they've finally done the pack that they should have done when they were doing the WCW edition a couple of years ago. Um, so in this one, you get you get uh, Paul White as the giant um, available free of charge. So you can have that anyway. That's part of the update. So a little bit like um, Injustice did. Um, they're giving away a free character when you do the updates, but you also get now they're they're charging eight dollars ninety nine, so I imagine that's about five ninety nine in the UK for a single pack, um, and you get the NWO versions of Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, so not the Outsiders, but the NWO versions apparently of Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. You get um, the Black and White Madness Macho Man Randy Savage. You get uh, six. They're not putting X Pac in at this time. It's just him as six. Um, you get Kurt Hedig. He's in it as Mr. Perfect as a manager uh, in the WrestleMania mode, but he's not in it as a playable character. The only way you get Mr. Perfect is as Kurt Hedig as part of the NWO. And you also get everyone's favourite, Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner. Thoughts? Interesting. Is um, is Hogan's in it this year, right? Hogan's in it, yeah. Hogan's in it as uh, Red and Yellow, sort of 80s, and he's also in as Hollywood Hogan from WrestleMania 80s. Oh, so they've got black and white. NWO Hogan as well, in which case 
I think that's a fairly decent pack. I don't know why they don't have X-Pack, because if you're going to have six in, you might as well have had an X-Pack costume in there. It's not like they haven't done it in a previous edition. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, um, good good addition. Looking forward to playing as Marcho, of course. Of course, yeah. I mean, it, they've already obviously uh, got Randy Savage in for the WrestleMania 3 and um, WrestleMania 8 costumes. So th- when that came up, that kind of sold me on it. Seeing that as part of the YouTube video they did of the, the downloadables, I must admit, the black and white madness, Macho Man is, yeah. And the NWO fan? Uh, yeah, I I'm, I missed most of the uh, Monday Night Wars attitude era of wrestling i didn't have sky at that time but i i i was there for when in the the uk nitro was on was it tnt yes yeah yeah. um when it first came on there and uh, the outsiders had first uh, invaded uh wcw so yeah, and the for, the very first formation of the NWO with the reveal of Hogan as the third part partner. Back and bash at the beach. Mm. Yeah. Epic. So I was a, I starting to become a fan then, but then I lost Guy and missed most of it. But from what I I've have caught up in since, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the NWO been involved in the game yeah it should be should be good i mean nwa's been in the game loads of times previously but um obviously this is the big the, the, the biggest amount of members they've had yeah i mean this is the first time that you've had the proper sort of full band and i think notable by their absence obviously buff bagwell not involved in that who would have been if you're going to have kurt hennig and six scott steiner he would have been another person that i would have said you probably could have got away with putting in there um there's no vincent although obviously we'll get round to uh, where he appears <laughs> a little later on vincent um but yeah I, overall that's fine with me i i will quite happily play i was a big nwo guy I, so I, is that nwo stuff all one pack that's all one pack uh, about 5.99 end of november like i said the, the giants part of that as well that's that's all coming together. That's that's a pretty heavy pack in terms of yeah, extra no, characters. That's, that's not a bad value pack. In my and opinion. again, you could argue that maybe that shouldn't be in the game. That should be an extra because if the game's built around you know the thirty years of WrestleMania, then the NWO have one year within the thirty years of WrestleMania, and that don't involve any of those guys really. Um, the next pack, which is, as far as I know, let me get this right. This is due in December. So we get closer to Christmas, exactly the same as they did last time. Um, now, Boo, um, this will be the one you'll be really interested in because this is the WWE Superstars and Moves pack. Uh, and uh, those emails you've been sending to uh, WWE 2K, they have been answered. You will be able to get Summer Ray free of charge. <laughs> that's the dancer chick right <laughs> that, that that is or for the guys who watch nxt that's the chick that everyone else is making look good because she's fucking awful <laughs> she really really is um this one is actually listed as slightly less expensive uh the main reason being is that it, it just summer ray no no, no no this is why i'm saying uh, so it's listed as slightly less expensive uh, you've got summer ray uh you've got the previously mentioned fandango um, Brie and Nikki Bella, who essentially could be costume A and costume B, are the same fucking character. Pack. And, <laughs> and it's topped off by my favourite and yours, the uh, Black Taz Biggie Langston. They're gonna put Lang- they're gonna put Biggie Langston in a pack with fucking Samurai and Fandango. Yeah, so and we, the, we're talking two Bella twins, two wrestlers, two oh. main male wrestlers, three Can divas. Can you buy the characters individually? Um, yes, I believe you can. Oh, they, haven't, they haven't given right. a, a price for that. But I, I wouldn't want to miss out on Summer Rave being free of charge. To be <laughs> uh, the, other, <laughs> the, the reason why I mentioned this pack, because that's not all that's included in this one. Okay. Um, so you get those characters. Obviously, compared to the NWO pack, this is fucking dreadful. But they also put in 30 new moves and taunts. For you to use in the creator wrestler and be able to add to the, the current wrestlers in there. Now this is the thing I, I thank you. Yeah, I I have a genuine problem with them doing this, even more than not putting characters in that should be in. 
why basically they've they've got a list here of 30 moves and taunts which should have been in the game anyway <laughs> which they've taken yeah. out in order to charge you to buy them again that's literally how i see it they've taken them out so they can sell them yeah completely so things like the pepsi plunge and uh, the black widow and stuff which you know people would want in there and would get excited about the burning hammers and psycho drivers and things like that but i don't know i don't know what your thoughts are guys but i think moves is not something you should have to pay extra for in a creator wrestler yeah no no i think that's un- unacceptable especially since they've obviously been animated at the same time as the other moves if they have put any new ones in um so yeah to put that in a pack with fucking ugh, is this going in the same pack as the Bella Twins and Fandango and yeah. this is all the same pack? It all comes together in the same pack just before Christmas, yeah. So what I also need to say is that's it for any more current wrestlers being added to the game. So there is another pack, but it's a Legends pack, and I'll talk about it in a second. So oh, wait, can I just get this straight? Yeah. You're not including the Wyatt family. There's no Wyatt family. There's no Curtis Axel, which isn't a bad thing to be fair. Yeah, no uh, one's no one's big on Curtis Axel, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no Rob Van Dam. There's no that might have well, something to do with them saying he's not actually under contract with them, which yeah. yeah. Um, but I just thought, you know, there's, surely there are current guys that they could, you know, even if it's people like Los Matadores, you know, just funny characters that they could have added to it at the last minute and that kind of stuff, but. I th- yeah, no, it's a bit. I think the production date's a bit too. Uh, the the, sorry, the, what am I trying to say? The Matadors. The sort of cut off uh, date for the yeah, lost Matadors. Yeah, yeah, they would have they would have probably been conceived a little bit after the production date. So I mean, I can understand that, but um, in terms of the Wyatt family, that's that's a bit shitty because they've been around long enough to to have definitely put them in, mm. especially when they knew they were going to be bringing them up from nxt completely i mean i don't know what you think andrew i mean is there anyone current that you think is maybe missing from the game or well as you said the wyatt's definitely but uh, they should have done a nxt pack as well yeah we said i think you were saying they had space for nxt go on then put her over (laughs) 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 who should they have put in this game andy well definitely paid hey <laughs> i would i would quite happily play as page over summer right any day of the week she's <clears throat> a good lass she's a good lass i, I, I don't deny it <clears throat> but there's also a lot of other talented uh, guys and girls down at on nxt that could have had the push mm. from being in the game yeah. to help them I heard they're pulling up. Uh, he's not called Consequences Creed anymore. He's called uh, Go on Ap- Apollo. Ap- am I not? You know Apollo Creed from TNA. Uh, or Consequences Creed. Yes, I know who you mean, but I, I can't oh. even think of what's his NXT. Basically, um, everyone's really big on him at the moment, and there's news that he'll be coming up. Imagine if he was in the game and he said, "You may recognize me from WWE 2K14," and that was the gimmick to come in on. You know, like I totally, that could have been a good introduction for maybe an NXT guy is having them in the mm. game, especially when not everywhere gets NXT. Like, um, is is it just online now, or is it still shown in? No, as for NXT, it's mm. still on. Is it Sky Sports Two and Sky Sports Three? Oh man, I don't know why it didn't bring it up because I've, without a shadow of a doubt, I've enjoyed watching NXT more than I have watching Raw recently. Yeah. <clears throat> I just so they, they let him do more. They just let him get on with it, don't they? Completely. It's like everyone's got a character, which is in, instantly more interesting than just saying, "Right, here's this cookie cutter guy." Right, just watch them. They've got a nice little haircut and some short tights. So, like, yeah, they're going to be great. So, everyone's got a reason to be in the ring. It's a tight hour of stuff, so they've got to get through stuff quickly. It's got to mean something, and you've got to get invested in it quite quickly. And they treat. The, the girls the same as the guys it's 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 a match and there's some intensity and there's some i, I just love that I, everything seems to just gel much better and dare i say it you can tell dusty's involved yeah definitely 
So yeah, so that's the, the the superstars and the the moves pack, which just seems ridiculous. They put extra moves in there. Um, the final pack, which uh, will be available in January 2014. Imagine that it's the future, kids. Uh, <laughs> January 2014 is the Legends and Creations pack. So the first thing I'll mention is that you do also boo. I know you like a freebie. Um, you get a, a free character with this. Who's the free character, Dave? Possibly the greatest star of wwf wrestling challenge from 1993 <laughs> to 94 jobber to the stars your new hero virgil my main man virgil <laughs> yes there was a new million dollar champion for a split second he certainly was and let's never forget that and why was he called virgil boo because that is the first name of my boy, if you will, Dusty Rhodes, a.k.a. Virgil Runnels. Absolutely. So not only was he a walking rib, the guy was also one of the worst wrestlers to ever step foot in but the then, ring. On a, on a, in, a, in a reverse rib situation, when he was called up to WCW, he was, of course, named... Vincent. Vincent Arthur Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so so Virgil, as much as we we uh, knock on him, uh, he is the playable character that comes free and as a bit of a guilty pleasure. And please don't tell anyone. Let's let's hope no one's listening. I actually think I'll probably use Virgil quite a lot in this game because um, <laughs> I've finally got a jobber that I can just crush with whoever I want. And the idea of putting Virgil through the elimination chamber with a spear with Goldberg, not only appeals, but will be photographed and Instagrammed several times. Can I just add that um, the, one of the, one of the Virgil matches that I always remember from my childhood mm. is, uh, is, is from uh, WWE Ch- uh, superstars challenge or whatever it was called uh, the Saturday show. And it was him versus Yokozuna who unfortunately died this day today, Wednesday, the 23rd of October. Did he really? Uh, uh, he did. Oh. Didn't die. He didn't die today, Wednesday, the 23rd of October. No, 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 no. I realized he, that uh, in Liverpool, wasn't it? He did die in Liverpool. Mm. Um, conflicting rumors on how he died apparently there was a spider in his room and he's terrified of spiders and he died and had a heart attack so uh, and, and that it really had never... nothing to do with the fact he was 70 stone yeah he was yeah like 700 pounds at the time yeah, he was absolutely huge wasn't he at the time yeah he made like one indie appearance uh before his death on an, the, on the ill-fated heroes of wrestling pay-per-view um oh man that is not a pay-per-view you want to be your last is it no but um, yes, very, very sad uh, that Yokozuna is no longer with us. But I do remember seeing Yokozuna for the first time crushing Virgil uh, with the bands with the bonsai splash in the uh, from the corner. But yeah, awesome, awesome wrestler Yokozuna, and to, a, and to a lesser extent, uh, <laughs> an okay wrestler in Virgil. I will say as well, I, I was lucky enough to see Yokozuna live um, when he, he was at the NEC. It was him versus the Undertaker in a casket match. And without a doubt, I have never seen anyone that big move so fast. And I know it's a cliche to say, you know, he was a big moving, you know, a, a fast moving big man, but the guy could work. He was. You've never seen Judas do his running palm strike. I look forward to it, sir. <laughs> you want to see a man move, run in from the corner, bammo. <laughs> uh, so, Virgil, it, uh, go on. I've been, I think, sorry, I've been on the receiving end of one. It was like a blur hitting you. I, I, I can only. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, Virgil's free of charge, uh, but d- d- listen to these Hall of Famers, uh, which, oh, sorry, Hall of Famers and Superstars is written on my list because two of them have been snubbed. Um, the first one is Bruno Sammartino. Of course. Uh, in conjunction with his Hall of Fame uh, induction this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who I dare say 90% of the people who buy this game won't give a fuck about yeah they won't care uh yes very important in the history of the business but unfortunately not the most exciting performer the problem is dave and i don't know whether this goes for andy as well but andy for my for our generation of professional wrestler bruno sammartino is just too too much in the past yeah like to be able to track down enough to it's like for us we obviously as british wrestlers our main influences are the old are a lot of the old tech guys from world of sport and um those wrestlers but for, for the, uh, also fans of american wrestling and i'd never i still haven't seen a bruno san martino match what <coughs> no i don't i don't think i have either terrible but uh for both of us but um 
that there's too much there's too much good history in the UK mm. for us to study to, to to you know to have checked out someone like Bruno San Martino. Part of the, the the issue with the Bruno San Martino thing as well is that um, if you as our generation, I mean yes yes I've seen Bruno matches because I've watched him against Zabisco and that kind of stuff, which which you know for the time I'm sure they were amazing. Don't really stand up now because obviously. How did you we, check those out? Was that a YouTube journey? Uh, yes, a little bit of YouTube. Um, but if you YouTube Bruno Sammartino, the majority of clips are him criticising the wrestling that I grew up with and absolutely love. So it, it's quite hard for me to have a soft spot for someone who absolutely hated the product, which I really enjoyed and got me into loving wrestling. And, you know, that, that's my so, opinion. So. so not a Brett fan then? No, not a Brett <laughs> fan at all. Certainly not a Hogan fan. We've discussed this on the, with Dino on the last mini milk. None of us are really Brett guys. Are you a Brett guy, Andy? Uh, not really. I think the biggest Brett guy is Brett himself. Yeah. <laughs> no. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I call you the shit man heart. <laughs> so, Bruno Sammartino. <laughs> Bruno Sammartino. This is taking us like half an hour to get to a list of stuff that they're doing as DLC. <laughs> um, so, Bruno Sammartino is there. Virgil's the free of charge one, obviously. Um, <laughs> no line for that man. Um, the, the second is the, the man who Boo patterns himself after. The American dream. Does oh, the rule. baby, if you will. <laughs> He's just a common man, working hard, eating ham. Um <laughs> So the American Dream is in there. Um, one of my favourites and someone that I've always based my moustache on, Ravising Rick Rude. So hold on, Dave. So this year, do they have Cody, Goldust and Dusty in the same game? No, Goldust is not in the game. Oh, so close yet, but so far. Yeah, unfortunately not. No, Dusty Rhodes is in there and it's not just Dusty Rhodes. It's the Polka Dots Dusty Rhodes. Please tell me you can you can change the costume so he's just wrestling in to, in in the trunks as well. Nope, because they're DLC and DLC can't be used in the custom editor. So uh, okay, <laughs> the only <laughs> the only dusty rules be real is dusty rules polka dots. So everyone can enjoy that. But at least where's the sweet sapphire? Unfortunately, it's no sapphire and there's no sensational sherry, so you can't recreate that WrestleMania match um, because that would have absolutely topped it off. The moment I get sensational sherry in a WWE game, I'll die happy. That for me is the the thing we should be striving for. Um, so so yes, good point. She hasn't. She hasn't been in one yet, has she? No, nope, she has never ever been in a wrestling computer game. That's unbelievable because even uh, you know even have her as the man as managing old school Shawn Michaels. It's perfect. Completely. Yeah, if you, you could have done, in this one, you could have done uh, Shawn Michaels versus Tatonka from WrestleMania 9, for example. Opening yeah. match, uh, a really decent match, and that, you know, you could have had Sherry on the outside. Even Luna Vachon, and let's not forget, Luna Vachon is the reason that my cat is called Luna. Um, uh, Luna Vachon has been in uh, one of the games. She was in uh, WWE Raw on the uh, SNES, I believe. Um, but yeah, unfo- I, I don't, I don't understand why Sherry has never been in any of the games. Unless they're having a trouble getting the rights to her to her likeness. I can't imagine that's the case, really. I, I, I I'm not sure, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe so. They've they've done a ga- uh, they've done a, a figure of her, so I, I presume she's on the mm. Legends contract or was on the Legends contract. So I don't know. Back in the day. Um, so yes. Moving on, yeah. So Ravishing Rick Rude, uh, he's in there as well, um, sporting his wonderful intercontinental uh, tights from WrestleMania 4, I think, the pink ones. Um, and everyone's favourite junkie, Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> Ex-junkie. Sorry, ex-junkie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that man is on DDP yoga. Give him a break. Okay, we're all on DDP <laughs> yoga in our own way. Um <laughs> Uh, no, brilliant. No, I, I don't mean to to make fun of the the fact that he's recovering and everything else. That's wonderful, and it is great to hear him. And no, if, I mean, if, Jake Jake did a lot of shit before he started recovering. So yeah, I mean, like, he generally world renowned as a scumbag. But I mean, just just so you know, obviously, again, having worked in the in in the wrestling business, and especially Andrew still working in the wrestling business, everyone has a Jake the Snake Roberts story. <laughs> pretty much but unfortunately, <laughs> but unfortunately we can't really tell any, any of them on the podcast yeah. 
<laughs> um, okay, so moving on quickly so we can round this up. Um, so you, you get those characters. So you get Bruno, Virgil. The fact that it says Hall of Famers and Superstars and Virgils included is amazing. Um, I presume, I presume <laughs> that means and he Virgil. appeared on Superstars. Um, so Bruno Sammartino, Dusty Rhodes, Rick Rude, Roberts and Virgil are in it. But you also get 14 new Superstar heads because as part of the custom Superstar uh, mode this time round, you can um, edit certain characters so they give you the head and you create the body for them so you can make different outfits for characters in the game so this gives you alberto de rio antonio cesaro batista cm punk daniel bryan dolph ziggler goldberg kane uh, mankind who's not in the game uh, as a playable character uh, ryback sheamus the Miz, triple h and undertaker so with that mankind head you make the mankind character yourself um, essentially, yes, it gives you the head with the uh, the mask on and you can create the body, basically. That's the way okay. it's, it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the one I will point out is that a standard in the game as part of that mode is they give you the head of Rowdy Roddy Piper. How Bring I... me the head of Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> how, and, and, and I don't know whether you guys agree or not, but how are you doing 30 years of WrestleMania without Rowdy Roddy Piper being a playable character. Well, I think I think it all stems from that problem they had getting the likeness of Mr. T. Oh, fuck Mr. T. <laughs> hey, and there's pity, your quote. Pity the fool that fucks <laughs> Mr. T. So, yeah, so that, that essentially that makes up the uh, the final pack, which is eight ninety nine. So So generally, what do you guys think? Do you think that it's value for money? Do you think this, this character's missing? Or uh, Yeah, there's, there's definitely characters missing from it, but... Like like anyone, I'm still gonna get them all. <laughs> um, I'm I'm probably gonna get the game as is. I don't think I'm gonna sp- uh, possibly now. I'm more financially stable. I may treat myself to uh, to the pack and uh, and you know I've got to get Virgil. So I'm, I mean I'm definitely gonna get the game, but I'll um I'll wait and see uh, if I get the DLC pack myself. But I do think um it's a bit cheeky to add moves. And maybe even add the heads. It's a bit cheeky because they could be put on easily. But I know that some of the characters are optional. So maybe the DLC is a good thing. Absolutely. I, I think I, I totally agree with that. I think the the characters, yes, I'm excited about them. Um, I'm probably most excited about Virgil uh, because he has become somewhat of a talisman for the Milking It podcast. I think uh, he will be our character that we champion going forward. So, um that's the information about WWE 2K14. It took a little bit longer than I thought it would. You've also <laughs> you've also heard uh, about the Saturday morning cartoons, which took a little bit longer than we thought it would. But it's, it's been very nice getting you guys together and having a bit of chit chat. Is there anything else anyone wants to chat about before we sign off? Andy, you got anything to plug? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a Facebook uh, group uh, fan page that uh, was it facebook.com slash the monster Judas. I've got a Twitter. Uh, the monster at the monster Judas, but they're not very exciting because I don't really update them very much. But um, but if you do for a chance uh, add onto the Judas fan page, you will see some awesome pictures of the monster mm-hmm. Judas in action. Um, and take it from me, it is a sight to behold. I've witnessed many of this guy's matches firsthand, and he is a top top talent. So um, anyone that is into <coughs> British wrestling in general, do check out the monster Judas. Um, but yeah, it's been great chatting to you, Andy. I really appreciate you coming on and having a chat with me and Dave. Um, really loving the mini milk thing. Thoroughly uh, happy that we got the uh, children's TV segment finally out of the way, Dave. And, uh, <laughs> and we got to chat. <laughs> and we got to chat a bit about wrestling. So um, as always, that's always enjoyable for us at the Milk and It podcast. So um, I think that's the mini milk just about down to the uh, to the end of the lolly stick, Dave. So uh, yes, I think we've just about sucked it off to completion. I'm David Davis. I'm Boulamont. And I'm Andrew. And thank you very much for listening to this, the Mini Milk. You wanna milk it and you know. You gotta milk it and you know. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, uh, would you consider being a permanent co-host with me? <laughs> <laughs> the live, on, the live on-air future endeavouring of Boulamont. <laughs> <laughs> So, Boo, would you say you've had a good run? Where, where, where is this going, David? Oh. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Give me a minute, give me a minute, give me a minute. I'm, I'm nearly... Talking, talking.